Heaven's got a plan for you. Don't you worry, don't you push me. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> this is Everything Hurts and I'm Dying, the podcast to remind you that health and fitness is for everyone. It doesn't have to be miserable. You're allowed to enjoy yourself. Join me, your host, Julia Krause, as we navigate together through the world of toxic fitness, six-pack abs, Instagram booties, and no days off to find real human experiences. Our world is different. It is inclusive and accessible. It is fun and challenging. It is friendly and supportive. It is open, real, honest, vulnerable, and brave. Everyone's journey of health and fitness is different, as it should be, and I'm here to help you along on yours. Welcome. You belong here. Everything hurts and I'm dying. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to Everything Hurts and I'm Dying. I was about to say welcome back to Everything Hurts and I'm Dying. I guess welcome back. I guess welcome back. (laughs) We are definitely saying welcome back to Christy Savetta. Hey, crowd goes wild. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here with her and I'm so excited. The episode this week is going to be absolutely fantastic and can't wait to get started. (laughs) Super pumped, Jules. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks for coming. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> Alrighty, Christy, why don't you tell everybody who the hell you are? That is a very good question. So my name is Christy. <laughs> Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, I am a human um, in, in normal human form. Um, I'm also a power lifter. Uh, I really do enjoy lifting heavy weights. I power lift for Team Great Britain um, and have been a part of the world team for seven years in a row now. Um, yeah, that's right. And a six-time British national champion Yes, ma'am. for the 84-kilo class and also the 72-kilo class interspersed within there. That was a, a dark time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Tell them really quick what you just told me about having to compete in a lower weight class. Uh, when I first started, when I first moved over to the UK, I competed in the 84-kilo class, and then I, I thought I'd drop down because I'd be more competitive. I lost about 10 kilos at the time. 10 kilos? 10 kilos, That is yeah. too many kilos. It was too many kilos. And um, I stayed down in the 72 kilo class for about a year and a half, I want to say, um, during which time was, was good. I was competitive and it, it was fantastic. However, I was just like cold and hungry and angry pretty much all of the time. Um, and that was a really, you know, dr- driving decision to go back to the 84s. And I got to tell you, the last five years have been pretty happy. So I don't think I'm ever going back down. I don't blame you one bit. Yeah, oh. no, it's good. It's good up here. I like cake. So it fits out pretty well. I love it. I love it. Oh. Um, yeah. So guys, so we're here with Christy this week. Um, I'm so excited. You'll remember her. She was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. So we are going to be talking this week about using the gym as as like a way to ground ourselves in turbulent times. So we're going to be talking about mental health. We're going to be talking about basically health and fitness and the role that it plays in kind of maintaining mental health. Um, it should be a really good episode. In fact, actually, why don't you talk a little bit more about your background sure. um, in terms of mental health? Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Thanks for the prompt. Um, so <laughs> what? So, sorry, I'm on a work call right now. Thanks for the prompt, Julia. Let me tell you these three points of why. No, I'm kidding. Um, so my background, um, I have a bit of a mixed a mixed background. Um, 
I've spent time as a crisis counselor. Um, I've spent time working and operating within the space of mental health, um, supporting crisis counseling programs for sexual assault um, and survivors of sexual assault, as well as prevention of suicidality and intentions and ideation. So I have a bit of a history within the mental health space. Um, and at the moment, I run a boutique consultancy firm and we work with organizations that operate within the mental health space, trying to increase uh, equity and access to mental health in lower and middle income countries. Nice. And a lot of the work we do there is supporting like program development and product, uh, product development, as well as helping essentially companies get more money in order to do good stuff. So it's a bit of a mix. So I'm kind of entrenched in that world. Um, and uh, mental health has always been a, a really big part of my life, everyone's life, really. It yeah, is. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's been a big focus of my life, I'd say. <laughs> um, and, uh, and and powerlifting and mental health go hand in hand, at least from what I've seen. So. Exactly. It makes her just the absolute perfect person to talk about this. And I can't yeah. wait to get into it. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> All right. Do you like my finger guns? I love your finger guns. Thank you. My <laughs> finger guns like you too. <laughs> um, okay, so how was your week? What are we training? What are we working on? Great question. Week's been good. It's been very busy from a work perspective, but you know, what else is new? Um, Training-wise, I feel like my training's been on point recently. We've got our world championships coming up in two weeks, I want to say. Oh, that, whoa. No, maybe three weeks. <laughs> I think I lived in three weeks. Um, and uh, so training's been like pretty intense but it's been feeling really really good so lots of really good stuff lots of really good heavy lifts um and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty freaking excited Julia I gotta tell you pretty yeah. freaking excited yeah tell me more tell me more um Worlds is gonna be really fun I've just checked the nominations I'm nominated seventh at the moment which is freaking bananas <laughs> I think it's the highest I've ever been nominated at Worlds so that's like I'm pretty freaking pumped. Um, and training's just been great. Squats have been, like, really awesome and heavy, and I've been hitting some really cool big numbers. Um, and so I'm, I'm feeling pretty excited about what can happen at Worlds. Nice. Or it could, you know, go totally tits up. Who knows what's going to happen. It's but not going to. I know, I know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm feeling pretty excited about it. So all in all, good. Tiring, but positive. I've got a squad session on, uh, or, like, a, a big lifting session on Saturday, which will probably be the last one before World. So all kind of peak and wow. Nice, nice. Yeah. So what do you mean by you're nominated for seventh? What does that mean? So when um, you have these uh, international competitions, um, you have everyone kind of throws in their uh, like nomination numbers. Mm -hmm. And so they would be what you essentially get ranked as going into the competition. So oh, okay. if everything... It, it rarely turns out that that's kind of, it sometimes turns out that that's the order that people actually rank in when, like, in the final competition. But usually things, like, shift around because sometimes the nomination numbers are a little bit lower than someone's actually capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're a little bit higher. Maybe they were done in a different weight class or just, you know, that kind of stuff. Usually it's, it's pretty on point, though. Um, and so when you go into a competition where you're nominated, it gives you kind of a good idea of should everything kind of go your way? where you could potentially end up or even higher. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I learned something new today as well. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty cool and it's it like means a, it only it means a very small amount but like to me personally it means a lot. I'm really excited about it. Oh, do you I know? Love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah. Awesome. So, my week has been going really well uh, as well. This week I am having my max out sessions <laughs> on all of my powerlifting, which is squats, bench and deadlifts. Yes. 
And because uh, I've been working on those for the past several weeks. Mm-hmm. And she's strong as shit, you guys. <laughs> Can I curse on this? Yeah, definitely. Okay, <laughs> she's strong as shit, you guys. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I maxed out on my squats and my bench on Tuesday, which was super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will be maxing out on my deadlifts tomorrow. Yeah. It's really nice because I am, this is my last week with some of my friends uh, in the gym because they are just moving to a different gym. Uh, no drama or anything. We're just switching gyms. And... I am taking full advantage of them being here and supporting me through my max outs. That's awesome. Uh, I'm so happy. It's it's a nice, like, little send-off week, I feel, to, like, yeah. have this kind of encapsulation of, like, finishing this round of training and you finish with a max out and then it's kind of like uh, next week I'll be starting a new cycle of training, which I will be preparing for my uh, very first Olympic li- Olympic lifting competition. Um, yeah, so this I'm yeah, so excited. It's a nice transitional yeah. period this week. So one like chapter is ending, another chapter is beginning. Some people are leaving. You know, it's it's yeah. kind of like a nice little transition. Yeah, I one feel. of those spaces that makes a lot of sense. And maxing out with your friends is just the way to max out. Like you, you need you need hype people. Yes. You need humans. You, that environment I find is really really helpful for creating like a really good max out vibe. Yes. I find it personally very hard to max out by myself. Yeah, exactly. Also it's unsafe. Make sure you have spotters. Definitely. Also, sorry, maxing out is where you try to lift as heavy as you possibly can for one repetition. <laughs> so let's say like if you're squatting and you're squatting like sets of 10 or whatever, you'll be squatting as heavy as you possibly can for just one squat. And mm-hmm. that's what, like, your one rep max yeah. is your one, like, maximum repetition of yeah. that. So how's it been going this week with your max outs? Are you happy with where you are? Yeah, I am, actually. I, um, honestly, this whole thing was just a bit of a side a side quest, yeah. as I've been calling yeah. it. It's a bit of a side <laughs> quest. Um, just playing around with the powerlifting with the squats, bench, and deads, and just yeah. kind of having a little bit of a break from Olympic lifting. Yeah. Um, working on my own programming, and it, it was just... Yeah, a bit of a side experiment to see how how well we could do in a short span of just a few weeks. So yeah. I had my last max out session on August 30th. Wow, that's not long at all. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, my okay. next one is August uh, 20th. Yeah. Or sorry, October 20th. What? August? Yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, uh, babes, we're in October already. Oh, God. <laughs> Julia closed her eyes, and now we're in October. <laughs> yes, seriously, though. So it was August 30th, and now October 25th-ish. Mm-hmm, so, so that length of time Beautiful. to just see how well we can improve those lifts. And they've improved um, significantly so, actually. Yeah. I've surprised myself with them. I don't want to say too specific because I don't want to bring comparison for, like, for sure. our audience or anything. But it's yeah. really good. I've done really well, and I'm really proud of myself. Hard work pays off. Yeah. Who new <laughs> hard work pays off hard work pays off and you get stronger as you lift more shit yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's what a concept what a concept <laughs> that's really great i'm really excited for you jules thanks babes everything hurts and i'm dying <laughs> so christy uh we were talking about well we're currently talking about taking like ebbs and flows of our training and taking little breaks and kind of revisiting and coming back to stuff so mm-hmm. as i told you guys uh before i had a little side quest of venturing into powerlifting and to just kind of a little side experiment to see how well i could improve those lifts in about two months um and then you were just saying that you took some time off in july yeah so i i find that when you're kind of on a cycle of of trying to achieve stuff and have goals and like be competitive or if you're training a bunch of similar stuff on a regular basis it's helpful to have those ebbs and flows in training and train differently not just because your body benefits from it because you're doing stuff differently and that's really helpful to train muscles in a different way and mm-hmm. you know find new muscles that you're like oh wow that's weak shit I should probably do something about that <laughs> um, and so it's really helpful 
to do that. Um, but it's also, I find just from like a mental perspective, like taking a, a bit of a break without having to follow a regime, you know, a regimen all the time yeah. um, is really helpful. So in July this past year, um, I took about a month off after our, our uh, July, June, after our European championships, I took about a month off or so to uh, outside of a program to just kind of like bop around and do stuff. I did some like strongman stuff. I played with sandbags. I like threw some concrete balls around. It was nice. really, it's actually very, very fun. I the really Atlas enjoyed stones. it. The Atlas Stones. It was, at, at first, my coach was like, you should just, let's just have no program for this month. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do with my life? I hear what that. Is, <laughs> what is happening? Um, and it took me about a week to get used to. I hear that too. <laughs> uh, and then I fell in love with it. I really... I liked doing things that I just, like, walked into a gym and I was like, well, what do I feel like doing today? What's fun? Instead of just doing, like, strict shoulder press on a barbell, I would just, like, put a sandbag or a keg above my head. And that was really fun. So um, taking that space, I found kind of reignited my interest and my love for lifting and trained things a bit differently, gave me a bit of a break of that, like, strict schedule. Um, It's kind of like taking a vacation from work, I think, if you train as much as we do. Yeah. It's, yep. Yeah, it's it's I, it's so important to add a little bit of variety, and it just helps prevent prevent burnout. It mm. helps kind of keep you motivated. It it's just nice to have a break. Yeah. Um, and we're and when you're training the way that we're training, adding a bit of variety is literally just like the spice of life. It's so, it's so true. <laughs> because how often do you do squats, bench, and deads every single week? It's, exactly. <laughs> it's the same lift every week. All the time. All the time. <laughs> Squat two times a week, deadlift two times a week, bench two times a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. You know, you never really know, but it's it's usually that or it's a variation of them. So it's <laughs> it's pretty much always that. So it's good to have a bit of a, a break. But I love that you're you did your powerlifting space and now you're headed into your Ollie competition and I think that or excuse me, the Olympic weightlifting competition. Yeah. We call it Ollie sometimes. Yeah. Um and that's really exciting and that's gonna be fantastic and I'm super pumped and I'm really excited to be your hype girl there it's gonna be great uh yeah so christy's actually gonna come and be my handler for handler. my competition yes. i'm gonna hold her headphones and <laughs> chalk her hands make sure her belt's done upright if she needs one. Oh my god I might, I might actually need that though. <laughs> uh, that's I, how it goes that's yeah i'll hold your food i'll feed you little gummies here and there where you need them <laughs> help you think about numbers it'll oh be great gosh, we're gonna have a fun time it's gonna be awesome and i honestly couldn't imagine uh, a better person to have my back through, oh, through my very oh. first competition i'm so appreciative oh, i'm so grateful be so fun. Oh, it's gonna I be honored. Oh. <laughs> um, so quick side note with the maxing out and ollie lifting and taking a little bit of a break, it's actually quite nice because the max out sessions have been going extremely well and it's been uh boosting my confidence significantly. Uh and having that kind of boosting confidence is going to help carry me through the rest of my training for my Olympic lifting competition in December, um, in a couple months. Yeah, riding that wave of confidence, like riding so that important. kind of feeling of accomplishment, even though it was just a silly side quest, it still has sort of boosted. Absolutely. And it's not, I don't think it's silly at all. I I, I think giving yourself the space to honestly feel like when we're training all of the time, yes, you can always feel strong, but like it's rare that you're going to a place where you are maxing out on a regular basis, yeah. right? And so when you get that opportunity to do so, that element of confidence absolutely carries you through. I think that's that's huge. It's one of the things that I love about, um, one of the things that we do on, on the team is we have these like squad sessions where the whole team comes together a couple times a year. And you don't have to max out during that time, but a lot of us take it as an opportunity to just kind of test because you have the whole team around, the head coach is there. You can kind of play with it a little bit and just you have a, a bunch of people that know what they're doing so you can just kind of go balls to the wall and see what happens yeah and 
And the confidence that I derive from those sessions absolutely carry me through. It's one of the reasons I'm feeling so excited and confident about Worlds is those have been going really well for me. And so I'm pumped about it, even though I'm not maxing out or lifting that weight on a regular basis. I don't expect to necessarily hit it at Worlds, but I feel very confident about like my general potential. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's really, really helpful. So yeah. I, I think it's, I absolutely think that that wave of confidence is wildly important. And it doesn't just come from maxing out, right? There are a lot of aspects of being in the gym that can drive your physical confidence as well as your mental confidence, right? A hundred percent. So on, so kind of like, again, I was mentioning that some of my friends are leaving the gym. And so just with the way that the timing is, I'm going to be training by myself um, a lot for the next couple months, which when you're preparing for a competition, it's not necessarily the most motivating uh, to just be in the gym all by yourself training. Yeah. And especially me, I'm so extroverted and mm-hmm. I'm so like energetically outwardly focused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so it's going to be a bit tough. So having kind of the nice experience of maxing out with all my friends around this mm-hmm. this week is just creating good memories and again keeping me kind of motivated for those dark winter winter's coming Ugh. it's dark outside it's cold it's england like <laughs> <laughs> all of the chips are stacked against you is what we're saying yeah yeah pretty much I'm so be... this confidence needs, it needs to ride you through the whole until like march next year that's what we're saying we are riding this train with pure desperation in our grasp like gosh we're just hoping for oh the best here i totally i really that resonates so much with me i find I found that during COVID, my, my partner and I, we got a, a garage gym. We just put a bunch of gym kit in our garage. Um, and, uh, I mean, COVID was hard for everybody, wasn't it? And uh, But I found that my, like, motivation to train was significantly diminished, especially doing, during the winter months. The garage gym was oh. cold and it was dark. And we'd have long days at work on video calls from, like, 7 to 7. And then you go, oh, now I've got to train? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, that that piece, and it just was not, it was not giving me the usual mental health boost that I loved. Outside of, like, the, you know, general serotonin stuff that kind of happens when you lift and, and when you when you work out and stuff, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the same. Having that environment around you, having people around you, having sunshine out, yeah. it's all very, Sun's it's all very important. <laughs> it's all super important. That gym crew, I think, is, like, a, a very big part as well of, you know, having a a platform of excitement and confidence in your life. For sure. For sure. Everything hurts and I'm dying. (laughs) So, uh, we are moving on to our next segment, which is beefcake, a.k.a. gym beef. Yes. Christy loves the term beefcake, and I just want everyone to know that because we have some people who think that beefcake is not an appropriate name for this segment, and I say, suck it. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I I like the term beefcake. Because in uh, back when I first started powerlifting, the beefcake beefcake like idea was like what you wanted to become. You like want to be a beefcake. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. Is like fill yourself with muscle as much as you possibly can. <laughs> so that's what it means in my head. I'm just like, yeah. If someone calls me a beefcake, I'll be like, hell yeah. That's it right there. Look at these legs. That's what I'm. That's what. That's where I'm going. <laughs> this whole this whole body language as well. I know you guys can't like see it on if you're listening, but you can definitely watch it on YouTube if you want. This whole body language change was just everything for me. Yes. Christy's like tilting back in her chair, like Fucking beefcake. Call, <laughs> call me a beefcake, babe. <laughs> like, oh, this confidence though. This confidence. Who? Who? And where? And who is she? She uh-huh. is confident. She is beautiful. Yes. I'm talking about. I love that we both start snapping at the same time. Yes, it's we vibe well, man. It's we really do. Yes, totally. it is. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> Tony is just dying in the background. Um, okay, <sighs> so we do have a beefcake, and our beefcake is uh, people on social media 
mm-hmm. saying what women specifically should or should not do or look like or be on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, so social media has a lot of positive. It's got a buttload of negatives. There's what we could we could really get into that. But Term buttload. <laughs> I haven't heard since I was about nine years old. Honestly, being on this podcast like brings out that whole a whole new range of stuff for me. I'm pretty sure I I don't know what I said last time, but I know I remember thinking, wow, I haven't said that since like the early 2000s. But I'll, we're just regressing. We're just regressing. Yeah, exactly. Um, ton of negatives, some positives, all that kind of jazz. Um, I think one of the negatives is is double-edged sword I'd say because positive and negative is that you have the exp- you, the whole world can see what you're up to if that's what you choose to do right yeah um and so it provides a platform for people to do lots of commenting sometimes positive sometimes negative on what you're up to yeah and so if you're posting publicly there's like a full range of trolls that might be out there to comment on your stuff um and I suppose their goal is to make you feel bad I'm not really sure what their goals are. <laughs> what is their angle? What is their angle? What are they trying to do? Maybe trying to, quote unquote, educate you because you've, <gasps> quote unquote, done something wrong. That could be another uh, thing that they're attempting to do. I'm not sure. I hope that they've got some kind of good intention in their heart and they're not just malicious buttheads. That's another one that's not since the 2000s, but buttheads is a good one. Buttheads. So who knows? Um, but you do get a lot of folks commenting, especially in women's post, about like what they're wearing in the gym. A big one is whether or not you should or should not arch your back while you're bench pressing. There's a lot of people that like to comment on that one. Would you like to solve that really quick here and now? I mean, Christy, should you arch your back? Should you arch your back when you're bench pressing? Please educate the masses. Great question, Jules. It depends on what your goals are, but 100% it's not a problem to arch your back when you're bench pressing. In fact, providing a bit of an arch, placing your feet really stable on the floor, making sure that your scapula are nice and tight, really pinching those shoulder blades together, it actually provides a stronger platform in order to press off of. If you don't tuck your shoulders underneath the bench, you're exposing yourself, excuse me, that might not make sense to our audience. If you don't pull your shoulders back while you're actually on the bench press and kind of pull that back together and the scapula together, you're opening yourself up to a significant amount of shoulder problems and shoulder issues. And so there's a lot of really good research and knowledge out there about why it's perfectly normal and okay to be arching your back while you bench press. Um, that's hands down what it is. There, I'm sure there are people out there that just like, <laughs> arch their backs and don't tighten anything and maybe it might cause them an issue and a problem just make sure you know what you're doing folks look at some good form yeah maybe talk to somebody exactly reach out to your local physio slash personal trainer whatever you want to call it or you know t-rex training or t-rex training exactly she knows what the fuck's up so (laughs) reach out to julia if you want to know how to arch your back on a bench press without hurting yourself yay but there are a lot of people that like to comment on that for some reason it seems to be a lot of women's posts and i think it's because women tend to get a bigger arch because yes. they tend to be a little bit more flexible within yes. that mid-spine. So you tend to have a lot of that. That's one of them. The other one is, you know, oh, you're too muscly for a girl or you shouldn't be wearing that while you train. You're too big. Like, you look all like this. a man. You look like a man. That's like, a good one too. You're a dude. Yeah. yeah okay, bro. Yeah. I'm glad one of us looks like a man. Absolutely. Oh, there it is. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Thank you. I like that one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and it's on Instagram. It's in real life. Someone once came up to me in real life and was like, whoa, you're really, really strong, but you're never going to get a boyfriend that way. And I was like, oh, I'll let my current boyfriend know that, who's by the way now my fiance. Not that that matters anymore. <laughs> but said that to you in real life? In real life, it come up to me. They were, like, they were like, you're, you're never going to get married. You're not going to have any boyfriend. You're super strong. That's cool. But. Whoa. Yeah. And I was like, thanks for your opinion. I would have like Get the fuck hand. out. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> Goodbye. 
It, I wow. It, it was, is yeah. one level of bravery to say it on social media. It's a whole other to say it to your face. Take that bravery. Do something good with your life, dude. Because Honestly. it's not happening right now. <laughs> what? I don't like that. If yeah. I ever saw someone talk to you that way in real life, I would have punched. Thrown hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's. I mean, that's one example. There's been hundreds that I've experienced in the gym, and I'm sure. I mean, and I'm sure I'm. I, I definitely haven't experienced as much as I'm sure that other women have. I've been quite lucky. They've always been just kind of comments in the gym or like the, hey, that looks too heavy for you. You need a spot or your form's messed up or you shouldn't do that. Like that kind of stuff. I'll ask my coach about it. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, trolls are trolls, man. Yeah. Death, gotta, death to trolls. Death to trolls. Let them fuel your fire. Exactly. You know, they don't know what, what's up. You know what's up. Be confident. Exactly. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> we snapped at the same time again. <laughs> We're doing and you great. did the finger guns. I did a little shimmy in <laughs> case no one can see us. <laughs> I I just like Christy and I have way too much fun on these podcasts. We really do. It should be illegal. It should be. Um, Right. So now we're actually going to talk about the thing that we're supposed to be talking about, uh, which is like mental health in the gym, health and fitness, sort of being a sense of like grounding for oneself. Um, So what I'm talking about specifically is for me uh, in my life, I have had a bit of a tough year and my training and going to the gym and stuff has been like a point of stability for me in an unstable year. So like Mm -hmm. a lot of things have happened that have sort of been, you know, that have caused instability for me and Mm -hmm. knowing that I have something that I can rely on. That is something that I do myself for myself. I don't, Mm. I don't need anyone else to do it like with me. I don't really need anything. There's, there's very limited variables. Yeah. It's like, it's my thing. I have it. I keep it like, yep is like this little stability point. It's a rock for mm-hmm. me. It's mm-hmm. a touchstone of like everything sometimes in my life can feel a little bit out of place and mm-hmm. chaotic. And then I can kind of come to my training and use that as a sense of grounding. Yeah. Um, no matter what's going on. Yeah. So like, what do you think? Yeah. What do yeah. you think about sort of training That's in terms of right. mental health and using it as a point of stability? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a really common point, um, that training and especially kind of a gym, gym environment and, or just training and whatever that is for you, whether you're running, you're lifting weights, any of that kind of stuff, like that can be a really significant point of stability. And for a lot of physical activity like this, what you put into it is kind of what you get out of it more often than not. Right. And so there's a really kind of rational, experience of working out and being in a gym you do a thing you put an extra couple kilos on your weight you do a thing you put a couple and sometimes that doesn't always work out but more often than not you put the work in and you get you get some stuff out and that kind of ability to progress your goals without many other variables is actually an incredibly stabilizing feature for folks Um, and there's a lot of really interesting cool research around resistance training in particular so training with with barbells and Mm -hmm. things like that um, that shows and demonstrates that the more that you experience or incorporate resistance training and not only does it have like physical health benefits, obviously, you know, more muscle development is really positive. It can help support against osteoporosis in the future or mm-hmm. um, for those to like help essentially increase bone density. Mm-hmm. Helps uh, with arth- arth- arthritis and stuff as helps well. Helps with arthritis, arthritis. absolutely. Um, helps speed up your metabolism more often than not. Mm-hmm. Help can process sugar more quickly, which is a part of that aspect. So there's, there's a lot of these like physical benefits, but the mental benefits, there's... A pretty significant platform of stability 
Um, it can help with cognitive functioning. It can help with memory sharpening. Um, central can, nervous system. Central nervous system. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, and outside of like the obvious stuff for any kind of exercise, but like if you exercise enough, for example, you get a, a release of serotonin, which is what's considered like that, you know, the, ha- the happy emotion in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens. But outside of that, there's also just a bunch of like benefits to having that kind of structured routine as well and that structured space. So I think that it is totally normal and, and, and perfectly, perfectly um, awesome to have the gym as kind of your stable point. It's like a really healthy mechanism and platform and foundation for everyone. There's a lot of research that backs it. And there's a lot of personal experiences that back it, right? I mean, it's from from my own experience, I've always found it to be an incredibly stabilizing feature, something that's been a real foundation. And I found that that's only been untrue when I've put too much pressure on it in like a competing environment. Interesting. But that's on me to kind of regulate that a little bit more. Interesting. And so that, that's been kind of the only time in my life where I felt like actually it's not a stabilizing feature. It just feels like a chore because I've been like, oh. And that it's not been, I guess, maybe I think this is just kind of before COVID and kind of during COVID. I had a relatively intense job as well. And at the time, I was just working way too much to give what I needed into the gym to actually enjoy it. I just It just mm-hmm. felt like, oh, all right, I've got to train four times a week. I've got this competition coming up. I've just got to keep going. Um, and taking some space away from it and changing my job as well, because that was a big source of stress. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> I, was able, I was able to kind of reignite my love for it. And it's, it's come back as this foundation of stability and fun. And so it's, so there's, it, it ebbs and it flows for sure. Um, but having like done in my past, I used to run a all women's barbell group when I lived in Bristol called the Deadlift Divas. It was mega fun. Hashtag Deadlift Divas. Hashtag deadlift divas. Um, but there were so many women that came and were in particular parts of their life, whether they were, you know, with a partner for a really long time and things weren't going exactly as they wanted to. And they were kind of struggling with, okay, where do we go from here? Or they were in a place where they were dealing with, you know, master's programs or children who were moving out or the kind of, there's a bunch of these different experiences that, when they kind of came into the gym, the confidence and the fun and the experience that they had within the gym, they were able to bring into their other aspects of their life. Yes. They were able to make the tough decisions in one direction or another, and they were able to kind of move forward with that. So whatever you build and develop in the gym, is it's transferable to everything mm-hmm. else. So mm-hmm. you build confidence, you build joy, you build stability, you build rational approaches to things, reasonable thinking, whatever it might be. And that just, without you even trying is transferable to other parts of your life. And we've talked about this before in some of our pillars when we talk about like the my the pillars of health and fitness for me personally mm. and what I think for all of my T-Rex athletes is that strength in the gym equates to strength outside of the gym. So right. You know, you achieve uh you know your max dead your max deadlift or whatever your one rep max and that confidence that that brings absolutely equates to making you feel more confident outside in the gym in the real world. That's right. And so it's so interesting because it's it's definitely from a sense of confidence and accomplishment, but I also think that there's value and benefit to um, when when you're not necessarily maxing out, mm-hmm. right? So for having sure. again for me, it's it's a point of stability and it's a sense of structure. Yeah. Uh, sometimes with me, I can get a bit carried carried away with things and a bit distracted. And again, my my year this year has been like a lot of things have been changing very quickly Mm. and to have some sort of structure in my training Mm. monotonous as it may may be 
like it still is quite nice and grounding, even though it's a little bit boring. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Like so, yeah, what is that? So, like, it's not necessarily it from grounding. a company's perspective. Tell me more, yeah. like, yeah. not to me of it all. Yeah, I mean, it is super grounding. I mean, there's a lot of interesting research as well around like the benefit of a routine. Some people who are, you know, overly structured, for example, would benefit from not having a routine. Yeah. But some people who are, you know, experiencing a world where everything does seem to be changing, being able to create of routine or some semblance of structure in your day in your life is super helpful. So, and it's it's actually resilience technique and skill to support people who are going through either rough times and or just to support anyone in general in order to build up your stores of resilience for the future. So, there's a lot of recommendations of if you're struggling and if you feel like you need to kind of build up your stores a little bit more, um, you can put a routine in your life. And so it could be you wake up at a certain time, mm-hmm. maybe you go for a walk, maybe you have a coffee, blah, blah, blah. You have like your little space in your routine that never changes. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens in your life, there's something that you do. And training is a really useful tool in that routine box, mm-hmm. right? It can be the thing that never changes. It might change when it happens. You might change how much time you have for it. But at the end of the day, you're there. You're in the space. It is your time. It's also a fantastic time to think. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always found, I mean, it's even if you're in a gym environment with a bunch of other folks, you're really focusing on yourself. Everything that you're doing in that training session has to do with improving your, who, who, mm, not improving who you are, that doesn't sound right, but Improving it's upon a, a thing. Improving on a thing, right? And yeah. so like you're you're working towards something when you're in the gym. And it could be a competition, it could be a number, it could be just to feel better, it could be yeah. anything, but you're working towards something that directly benefits yourself. It's self-care in its truest nature, right? Yeah. And so that is also a huge part of your foundation. It's not just stability, but it's also self-care. It's taking time for who you are. Mm. So there's a lot of benefits to it that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that folks who aren't involved in it get involved because it's really, really useful and helpful. And ben- especially if you're a woman, strength training is so, so, so good for you. Oh, especially yes. as you get older, it is wildly helpful for your body and functioning and preventing osteoporosis and all that kind of stuff. So get involved. Seriously. But even if it's not strength training, just get involved in the workout space. It's helpful. It's useful. And it's beneficial to your mind, your body, your soul, everything. And, and let it let it be a source of positivity for yes. you. You know, we always talk about health and fitness doesn't have to be miserable. You're allowed to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we work hard. Don't get us wrong. We work hard and we are absolutely miserable sometimes. Uh, 100% right. <laughs> but, but not most times. No, um, not most times. Most times it's a pretty positive experience and... That's right. And you need to sort of allow it to be. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, they view it as punishment or they view it, Ooh, you know, yeah. punishment for like things that they ate or like it's just something that they have to do or whatever. Find something that you actually enjoy doing yes. and use that as like a way to keep yourself grounded and like happy yeah. in yeah. other areas of your life. <laughs> Absolutely. I was chatting with someone the other day who's really gotten into bounce fitness. And great, which is like the one where you jump on a trampoline. And she was like, I don't like any other forms of exercise. I've tried a few other things here and there. But like, this is the thing that makes me happy. And I'm like trying to find time and like work it into my schedule because I enjoy it. And that's awesome. And that's great. And that's super positive. And so if it's bounce fitness or jazzercise or Zumba or weight training, if there's a walking, walking, (laughs) if there's a thing that makes you happy about lift about not lifting, lifting. sorry <laughs> you can see where i'm trained <laughs> for, for <laughs> but you just you just gotta in, enjoy it if you don't enjoy it then it's not going to give you all of the positive benefits that can come with it exactly exactly so in conclusion find something that you like to do in terms of health and fitness and mm-hmm. use it as a way to keep yourself 
grounded mm-hmm. in times of instability. Mm-hmm. Use it as a touchstone of positivity. Mm-hmm. Use it as a positive source of good, like, good things. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you don't know where to start, you should totally reach out to Jules. Yeah. T-Rex training. She'll be able to help you. She's she's fun. She's exciting. She's positive. Sorry, you're talking to you. You're fun. You're exciting. You're positive. Um, and uh, She is fun. Let's she is. <laughs> she's talking to a third person. But it's a great place to, to kind of start and like figure out where you live and what you want to do. So I highly recommend it. Everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> so, um, Christy, um, you know, again, speaking about using the gym as like a positive grounding experience for us, what is just really quickly, what is like your most recent fun, positive experience in the gym? <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, so I, I, re- I have a really great time maxing out on stuff because it makes me feel confident and excited. And when it goes well, it's just like the best. It's all your training coming together. And I had an experience a couple of weeks ago where I maxed out um, in our team squad session. And at the time, and hopefully, I don't know if this is still true, but at the time I squatted the most anyone in England in our like federation, as well as a couple other federations, any female has ever squatted. And it felt fucking badass and I was like this is cool this is awesome I feel confident I'm feeling fun it was not to depth I just want to throw that out there it was not a competition environment but what's cool is that like the potential is there and the strength is there and that felt pretty freaking badass so I was really pumped about that I was really pumped about that. Just casually squatting the most any female has ever, <laughs> ever squatted. I got to double check that fact. There's a couple of caveats, but I can't remember what they are. Because the only thing that sticks in my head is, girl, you strong. So that's how I feel right now. Not blanket statement. <laughs> you heard it here first, y'all. Christy has squatted the most any female has ever squatted ever. And if you disagree with that, I will personally fight you. Oh, <laughs> fucking sweet. I've got my I got my little personal guard here. Chop, 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 chop. Uh-huh. Karate chop. Karate chop. Absolutely. <laughs> So that was really fun. And even if I didn't squat that much, it would still be freaking awesome because it was around cool people and I had a great time and I just enjoyed myself and that's what you got to do. Nice. You know? How about you, Jules? What's been your most recent fun experience in the gym? I, w- I would actually... Every day is fun with Jules. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually say that my... Uh, I've recently maxed out on my squats as well. Oh my God, squats are the best! <laughs> <laughs> and that was super fun. And so for me personally, uh, one of my hype playlists is uh (laughs) metal covers of disney songs oh my god so it's disney songs but it's like heavy metal versions of disney songs and i literally cannot recommend it enough it's so (laughs) like it's it's the perfect amount of like hype because it's dark and deep and all this stuff but then also just like silly enough Uh because it's disney Uh like it's it's a good combo uh, it's the perfect like hype song max out song it's excellent and i was there with all my friends yeah uh my friends were like you know spotting me like literally like standing behind you like spotting you and you're feeling so supported not just emotionally from everybody there cheering you on but literally physically because they're physically there yeah Mm -hmm. to help you if you fail Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's just fun good good playlists good friends good times so awesome yeah i love that i just the playlist piece is just awesome because so many of those rager songs are like death but like in disney songs it's like i'll make a man out of you it's not it's not it's i love that i'm gonna i'm gonna adopt that now you know before a competition that's what's gonna be in my head please do i'm just gonna so be good. a rage into it's that so good that's so uh, cool. be prepared be prepared is I'm definitely prepared. like the creme de la creme disney i cannot wait song. i cannot wait <laughs> 
All right. So um, if anybody has any questions or if they want to get a hold of us, I don't know why I did that with my hands, but here we are. Uh, Christy, how can people get a hold of you? Um, Instagram is a good place to go. Okay. Uh, you could reach out on Instagram. My Instagram handle is uh, Forza Civetta uh, or Forza Civetta. There's a little <laughs> underscore between the two. Um, I can spell it, but I think we could just pop it in, in, the, little, in, in the show notes. In the little show notes or whatever. So feel free to reach out. Um, you just search my name as well. Christy Civetta should pop up. So. And hopefully we'll be seeing her compete at Worlds, and hopefully she'll be crushing it at Worlds, and I am just wishing you the best of luck. We're all here. We all have your back. We love you so much. And no matter what happens, we're proud of you. Oh, gosh, she's going to make me cry. (laughs) You you inspire us so much. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And then two weeks later, we're going to watch Jules crush it in the Ollie competition. It's going to be freaking pumping and awesome. So lots of exciting stuff coming up for us. Let's do it. Let's do it. Mm. Everything hurts, and I'm dying. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening and watching Everything Hurts and I'm Dying. I'm your host, Julia Krause. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at question or questions at ehaid.com. That's questions at ehaid.com. You can also check out our website at everythinghurtsandimdying.co.uk or ehaid.com. If you want to get a hold of me, you can check out my Instagram at trextraining20. That's at trextraining20. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great rest of your week.